Yep. Y'all know what time it is with me. You know who I am and what I do. Welcome to the Shaw's Law Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Shaw, a.k.a. The Pod God, a.k.a. Harry Potter. Today, you have seen his work on the Grizzly Bear Blues as well as theplaygrounder.com. He has been on the Playgrounder Trade Pod. The homie, the one and only Jesse Cinquini is in the building. What's good, Jesse? What's up, Rob? Thanks for having me. It's always good to talk to another fellow Playgrounder writer. I know, Playgrounder family. Like, our group chat be kind of lit on Twitter. Sometimes I'm in bed and it's dinging and I'm like, go to sleep. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a good group of people. All right, so you you pen over at Grizzly Bear Blues, correct? Correct. Since I have since this past July. So almost six months, and this will be your first full season with them. Uh, how excited are you? I'm super excited. Um, for it was my goal for years to write for an SB Nation website, um, and to be able to to write about the Grizzlies, who are such a, a fun, up-and-coming team. It's it's a dream come true. Um, it's going to be – I'm going to have a lot of fun watching guys like John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Brandon Clark all season long. And I'm excited to see how they improve. So last year the Grizz were 34 and 39, and they made some – wait, before we even get into that, What's your favorite Grizzlies bubble moment? I'd have to say Jaws' performance in the bubble game. Um, even though the Grizzlies lost, he he put on a he put put on an absolute show. Um, he put he scored over thirty points and dished out over ten assists. Um, he just really commanded the game, um, especially on the offensive end, and really kept the Grizzlies in it. And it, I think it's just a sign of things to come for Ja, who I think is a future MVP candidate. All right, so this kind of leads into my next question, but I assume it's going to be the same answer. Who is the Grizzly you're most excited to watch this season? For, yeah, you you were right. Uh, same answer, uh, Ja Morant. Um, I think this is the, the year where he's going to make his first all-star team. Um I think that I'm I'm really excited to see how he improves as a shooter. Um he didn't shoot it bad as a rookie, I think for thirty four percent, but if he can get that to a little higher and get defenses to really respect his shot, that that's just the that's gonna be the component that really makes him unguardable. Because when you add that with his finishing ability, his ability to find guys out of the out of dribble penetration, um he he's just going to i mean if he develops a reliable long range shot he's going to have the whole package so the grizzlies had some additions and subtractions we'll start with um the subtractions um Josh Jackson, Anthony Tolliver, Yuta Wananabe and uh Marco Goodrick and then they made it's a lot of rookies and second round picks that are 
the additions, like their core didn't really change this year. Um, they brought in Desmond Bain, um, Xavier Tillman, Killian Tilly, and Sean McDermott. Um, do any of those guys move the needle for you? I'm a big fan of Desmond Bain. Um, he was a prospect that was heralded by like draft Knicks heading into the draft. Um, and I thought he should have went higher than pick 30. I think the Grizzlies got a steal and they, they traded with the Celtics for that pick. My Celtics could have had Desmond Bain, but they didn't. Um, but he's, Bain has looked good in the preseason so far. He's scored in double digits in two out of the three preseason games. Um, He's someone that can create his own shot and he's a, he's a willing and capable passer. And I think he's just going to be a really good fit for this Grizzlies team. And as, as Grizzly Bear Blues site expert Joe Molinax pointed out, I think he could start, he could enter the starting lineup by the end of the season. You think that there's a chance that he starts by the end of the season? I do. Um, this is a big kid. He's six, six. And that's nice to pair with Ja if you think that he could really start. Um, anything to say about any of the other guys? Uh, Xavier Tillman, uh, Killian Tilly, or Sean McDermott? Any of them caught your eye in the preseason? Uh, Xavier Tillman is a guy that I was high on coming into the draft. Um, I think he's a good pick by the Grizzlies, although he did he did look a little bit a little bit out of out of comfort uh, in preseason so far. He, it seems like he's not used to the physicality and the size of NBA players, but he he even admitted that, and I think that's something that he'll he'll get better at as time goes on. Of the guys that uh, left, are any of them going to be missed particularly? Um, Josh Jackson had a had a solid season with Memphis. Um, maybe is maybe if he didn't have the season he did with Memphis, he wouldn't be in the league. Um, he he did a great job as finishing at the rim. Um, he's really good in transition. Um, do you, do you remember which te- does it say which team that he went to? I forget. Um, I believe he's in Detroit. Oh okay, yeah. Um, I think that's a solid fit for him. Um. He's gonna have time. He's gonna get playing time, I'm sure, in Detroit because they're not exactly flushed with talent. They don't care about winning this year. We 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 can say what we want. They don't give a shit about winning this year. Yeah, pretty. And much. like he's he's the guy that's living off of being a high lottery pick. If he had been a second rounder and done some of the nonsense he's done, or quite frankly, just performed as poorly as he's performed he'd be over in Europe or somewhere different. Like being a high draft pick affords you a little bit more leeway. And Josh Jackson is out there trying to see how much that leeway is. Exactly. I think this might be his last chance to really um, cement that he belongs in the NBA. Agreed. Um, Can you talk about, Brandon Clark a little bit. I feel like he was overshadowed by how great John Morant was, but Brandon Clark had a nice rookie season. For those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about his game and what it's like to watch him day in, day out? Yeah. So first and foremost, he's a, he's a monster in the pick and roll. Um, with 
the pick and roll with him and John Morant or him and Tyus Jones was deadly. Um, he finished, I think, I think he shot 74% from the field on pick and roll attempts. Um, so if, if you dump him the ball down low, I mean, chances are he's going to score. Um, but he's, he's not just a one dimensional player. He can also, he also has a pretty jump shot. Um, he doesn't take a lot of threes, but, but he's, he's shown promise. Um, in the, la- in the playing game, I think he had four threes. Um, he, he also is, he has a trademark floater shot, which is, he probably has one of the best floaters in the NBA. Um, he can just, he can get it over basically any contest. Um, I remember seeing him get floaters up over Kristaps Porzingis and I think Rudy Gobert. So two of the best rim protect, two of the longest rim protectors in basketball. Um, does he shoot the floater with either hand or is he right hand dominant, left hand dominant? Um, it's usually with the right hand, but he can also shoot it with the left too. He's ambidextrous around the rim. And you would call him, I, I won't speak for you. What players are the Grizzlies core right now? Like this is what we're building around. Give me three or four players that you feel that the Grizzlies organization are like, these are our core guys. Yeah, so one guy that I haven't talked about yet is Jaron Jackson Jr. Um I think he's definitely a part of that core. Um he's he's um he's uh sitting down because of a torn Achilles, I think. I think it was an Achilles. Um but he should be back in a month or so, a month or two. Um and I'm excited to see how he'll he'll bounce back, but I don't I think it's pretty safe to say that he'll he'll come back and he'll be just as great. I'm not I'm not too worried about if he'll be able to come back the same after an injury or not. Um, um so Jaron Jackson, it's not an Achilles, it is a torn meniscus in the left knee. Oh, okay. Um which is actually better news because if it's his Achilles, he'd be out a while. We've seen with modern medicine that guys can get back a little bit quicker from a meniscus. Um, it doesn't give a timetable, but I do expect that we'll see him play this year. Yeah, I think so too. And Jackson is one of those ideal bigs for today's game. Like he has a nice shooting stroke. Um, he's mobile and he can protect the rim. And that's, that's what you're looking for. Exactly. I think the one, the one glaring weakness in his game is rebounding. Um, I think he only pulled down around six a game last season. Um, so he has, he has some room for improvement. I think a lot of it has to do with just adding on some more weight, adding on some more bulk. I think that'll help him in the long run. Um, and how does the pick and roll, uh, work between him and, uh, John Morant? Well, I think the pick and pop is what's probably most deadly with, with Morant and Jackson. Um, cause Jaron, I think he's solidified himself already as one of the best three pointing, three point shooting bigs in the game. Um, and what's great about, what's, what's great about his three point shooting is that he shoots a lot of them and he makes a lot of them. Um, he's so not, he's, uh, what you're saying is that he's not a nice percentage on low volume. Like this is really a guy with a 
repeatable and effective shooting stroke. Exactly. All right. So who starts for you guys? Um. So the three fixtures in the starting lineup seem to be John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Jonas Valanciunas. Well, Jaron Jackson will be a starter when he's healthy. All right, but without Jackson, uh, who is our opening night starting lineup? Um, I think the Grizzlies will start Grayson Allen at the shooting at the two guard. Um, just because he he shot the ball really well from the bubble. I think he might be the best pure shooter on the Grizzlies. Um, and he provides like spacing that that just helps Job ja become even more of a lethal scorer in the paint. Um. And as far as the power forward spot goes, I think Kyle Anderson makes a lot of sense. Um, Slow-mo! He, he played very well in the preseason game last night, um, and he just does a little bit of everything. Um, can score inside, um, can rebound and pass, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Just a guy that you can rely on to be consistent and play winning basketball night in and night out. So the team, so the starters will be Ja. In your opinion, it's going to be Ja, Grayson Allen, Brandon Clark, uh, Kyle Anderson, aka Slow Mo, and Valanciunas until Jaron's back. I think Dylan Brooks is going to start over Brandon Clark. But oh, I was I was just about to ask about Dylan Brooks. He's a guy that I really like. Um, do you remember? Was it last season? Jeez, it, it feels so long ago when the which Brooks it was was confusing during the trade. Um, somebody wanted Dylan, and the Grizzlies were like, "No, you can have Marshawn." I do remember that. I can't believe that happened. Like, <laughs> I believe it was the Wizards involved somehow. Makes sense. Uh, can we talk about Dylan Brooks? What's his role on this team? Um, well, I mean, he's a guy that I think is out, he gets buckets, um, first and foremost. Um, he's a very streaky scorer. He only shot around 40% from the field with the Grizzlies last season. Um, but he did, he was second, second or third on the team in scoring with 16.1 points. Um, he's, he's a three level scorer. He, he has a floater game. He can he can score on layups. He can hit the mid range. He can he can hit threes off the catch. Um, and if he gets hot, he's someone that's very hard to stop just because he can kind of do it all on the offensive end. Um, and not to mention he's a he's an active aggressive defender. Maybe over aggressive, definitely over aggressive at times, considering he led the league in fouls last year. But I mean you. You have to like you have to like the passion that he plays with, even if he is a little careless at times. Oh, Jesse, you're on here dropping gems, bro. My son Dylan Brooks led the league in fouls. Jesse bringing us the numbers and the stats. I see you, kid. <laughs> I appreciate it. So Dylan Brooks is actually one of my favorite guys on the Grizzlies. Like everybody loves Ja, but like you said, over aggressive. Like I like. He has a little bit of dog in him, and he might be a guy who thinks he's better than what he is. And I mean that in, like, the best way possible. Uh, what does Bill Simmons call them? Bill Simmons calls those guys irrational confidence guys. 
like you get toe to toe with Dame Lillard and like he hits a three and then you hit one and like in your head you're like, yo, I'm better than him. Um, J.R. Smith is a classic uh, sort of guy. Um, that's uh, quick. Would you, who would you rather? Kelly Oubre, Dylan Brooks. Who do you pick? Uh, contracts are the same. Just straight up in a vacuum. Who would you rather have? Uh, that's tough. Um, I would say by a small margin, I would say Oubre. Okay. Um, he's he's more he's a more efficient offensive player, and he's not he's not the fouler that Dylan Brooks is. All right, just uh, as you were describing Brooks's game for the people, it sounded to me in my head like a very similar to Kelly Oubre's. So I just wanted a quick, yeah, who do you like in that situation? What's the next step for uh, Jaron Jackson when he gets back? Like, what do we need? Uh, you said that he needs to work on his rebounding, but is there anything else that where? What's the next step to making him in the all-star conversation? Um, I think it, it definitely wouldn't hurt if he improved his handle. Um, a lot of the best bigs in the game can take take guys off, take other bigs off the dribble and blow by them. Guys like Bam Adebayo. Um, it's just a valuable skill to have because if he can face up and and take guys off the bounce, that's also gonna hopefully augment his his playmaking game and help him become a better passer even though he's he's not much of a passer but i think if he becomes a ball handler it'll open up his all-around game like both scoring and passing all right is there and can i have the same question for ja i know he's rookie of the year and that dude is lightning in a bot like he's fun to watch and that's something I always like to reiterate, especially when I'm talking to younger guys about the game. This shit is supposed to be fun. Like, take your numbers and what the analytics and the math and your film studies, that's all important. But at the end of the game, I got into basketball because it was fun. So sometimes a player is just fun to watch. Allen Iverson had a lot of deficiencies and he was very inefficient, but sometimes he had the ball and you were just like, who knows what this dude's going to do? He's fun. Gilbert Arenas fit into that same category. Some, and I'm not saying that Ja's inefficient, but Ja is just fun and that's a major part of basketball. With um, that said, what's the next step for Ja? Where would you like to see improvement? Um, while Jaws an, an awesome passer and probably already a top five passer in the league, I think he can improve as far as limiting his turnovers. Um, he had a very high turnover percentage. Um, and and while he while he is a great passer, he just by having it as just by default being a high usage guy, he's made some mistakes. Um. It's not – I wouldn't call – definitely wouldn't call it, like, a problem. I think it's something that will go away with time, but cutting down on turnovers will help the Grizzlies win more games. Can I ask you what kind of turnovers they are? And by that, I mean, are they – Ja sees something 
and it's a split second slow or are they careless live ball turnovers like he just tossed it up ahead before making eye contact with a teammate what kind of turnovers are we talking because there's not good turnovers but all turnovers are not created equal some are hey he'll start to see that and he can fix that and some are just sometimes he's aloof with the ball yeah um i would say that there are times where he he throws a pass to a long pass to try to start the break and it's a little a little before he should have thrown it just things like that um his so time bouncer too too early like he throws it from the other team's free throw line and if he would have taken two more steps towards half court that pass can get there that type of thing yeah sometimes he's a little antsy to start the break which i understand because he's so dynamic in the fast break so what is what's a good season for the grizzlies where they meet expectations in your opinion um well i don't think the expectation for the Grizzlies is that they make the playoffs. I think the Western Conference has gotten better. Um, and while the Grizzlies' young core will probably improve, I'm not sure if that improvement will be enough to make the playoffs. Just because the bottom of the West, most teams got better. And most teams that made the playoffs last year are just as good. So, um. So you don't think that the expectation in-house is for them to make the playoffs? I don't think so. Would you say that they would – how do you put – do they want to be in at least that little play-in tournament with 7, 8, 9, and 10? Is that a goal? Or is this a year where they're looking to improve their young players but still be bad enough that they get a swing at one of the top players in – what many expect to be a very talented draft. I think the Grizzlies can benefit from either scenario because if they end up making the play-in tournament, um, that'll be more playoff experience for their young guys, and you can't go wrong with that. But if they fall a little bit below expectations and miss out on the playing game and somehow land a top-ten pick, I mean, if they if they add that – that quintessential wing next to Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. as that third piece. If they can get a third star in Memphis, I think they'll be special for years to come. Is that what you believe is missing? Uh, your franchise cornerstones are Jaron Jackson Jr. and Ja Morant. You would like to fill it with what kind of wing? Do you believe you need a score or are we looking for like a a young Andre Iguodala do-it-all type. What is, what's the ideal wing piece for the Grizz? Um, if this makes any sense, someone with an, a Jalen Brown-like game is someone who would be the perfect wing on the Grizzlies, a two-way guy that can get buckets and plays his heart out on defense because the Grizzlies really pride themselves on, on like leaving it all out on the court defensively. Um, so, yeah, I would say a scoring wing is what they need, but they need a guard who can block guys up as well. Um, they don't have a ton of great perimeter def- perimeter defenders other than like DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. Well, a Jalen Brown type is obviously hard to find, but that is 
Yeah, if you think Ja is your primary offensive star and then Jaron Jackson is going to be your big, a wing like, a wing in the Jalen Brown mold is really awesome because that's a second, third option type of guy, but he can get you 20, but he also does a lot of the little things. Like, he's, he's a jack of all trades that gets buckets somehow. Like he's a defensive, he plays great defense. And, but in a pinch, you're not, you're not throwing the remote at the TV. If he starts running pick and roll, like maybe if he's running 20, 25 pick and roll a game, you're like, that's way too much for this dude. But leading the bench units and running a few here and there, it's not terrible. So, uh, we we'd call it probably like an eighteen plus an eighteen point plus defender is what you're looking at at the wing, and that's tough to find, but that is ideally how you would build a team right elite point guard um stretch big that protects the rim, and then you just wanna fill it in with a high level role player like a a, a guy who's a star in his role. Your Grizzlies are interesting. And one last question. Where do you stand on the Vancouver uniforms? Uh, the ones with the the teal and the brown Grizzly? Should, should the Memphis Grizz be wearing them? I'm a big fan of those jerseys. Um, they just reminds me of the throwback days of the NBA. Um, and I think the Grizzlies should wear them. Um, I know that they obviously don't play in Vancouver anymore, but I don't have a problem with them paying homage to their original location. All right, so follow-up question. I need to know, is it because those Grizzlies jerseys are so fire or you just are cool with teams paying uh, homage? Um, I guess because, what if the Thunder wanted to wear the Seattle jerseys? Yeah, I would be okay with that because they're nice. Like, um, nah, the Seattle ones aren't as fired as the like with Memphis. Uh, yo, let me get the Vancouver joints. As a matter of fact, somebody down in Memphis sent me a pair of them shorts. Like, the Seattle joints is cool, but they're not that, ooh, that Vancouver Grizzly style coloring. Awesome. The joints was mean. All right, Jesse, I'm not going to steal any more of your time, bro. I appreciate you linking up with me on a Friday night to chat hoops. Before I let you out of here, I'm going to remind people where they can find your work. Uh, SB Nation Grizzlies, uh, Grizzly Bear Blues, as well as he's with the Playgrounder.com. Playgrounder gang! Gang, gang, gang! Um, Jesse, you got anything you're working on that you want to pitch to the people? Um, well, what I would say is to keep an eye on the Playgrounder um, as the season begins. And same with Grizzly Bear Blues, if, if you're a fan looking for quality Grizzlies content. All right. So that is – and his at on Twitter is Cinquini Jesse. That is C-I-N-Q-U-I-N-I 
J-E-S-S-E. One more time, because that is a tough one, and we got to get the homie more follows because he's making great content. So that is Cinquini Jesse, C-I-N-Q-U-I-N-I-J-E-S-S-E, and it will be in the description for this pod. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm Rob Shaw, a.k.a. The Pod God. This has been the Shaw's Law Podcast, Grizzlies preseason or season preview edition. We are almost at the end, guys. This is like Team 27. I damn near did 35 pods in 23 days or something wild. I'm working. I've had great guests on. You guys make sure you follow them. You tag a friend and tell a friend to tell a friend about the Shaw's Law podcast. Love you guys.